So we've been waiting patiently. I know I have, but today's the day. I promise that before the month's end, we're in June, by the way, that I'll get this out for you guys and just talk G4 because it's been a long time coming. And one of the reasons why I've decided to do this podcast is because of G4 and and, and Tech TV and just talking about things uh, that I have a lot of passion for and doing this I have a lot of passion for. And my friends will tell you guys, and I know you guys listening, they will tell you, man, Caesar can sure talk about G4 until, until the sun comes up. And it's true. I can talk about G4 and Tech TV. And since more people know about G4 than Tech TV, then I've been just going through the rounds of getting immersed right back into everything that's going on in G4. And while the first two years before the merger wasn't the prettiest, wasn't the glamorous, it started something. It was that generational, that that thumbprint, that generational thumbprint, that that beginning of of an era. And unfortunately, with mergers and acquisitions, and just blatant, just misguidedness, short, narrow-mindedness, and just a blatant drop of the ball. Multiple times, not, not just once, not just twice, multiple times. And just these high execs are afraid. They were afraid of video games. They didn't like it. They're, they're, they're in fear of it. Because they felt like they didn't, that video games didn't have a place on television. And boy, were they wrong because now we have things like Twitch, we have YouTube, we have social media as a whole, and the internet. So you have things like Twitch, you have YouTube, then you have social media that wraps around it, and then you have the internet that wraps around all that. So for those execs, that had it wrong about gaming and not talking about the the ones that that got it right and that they're actually listening to their customers and listening to the to the fan base and have an ear to the industry i'm talking to those that back when g4 was around they mishandled the channel they blatantly dropped the ball and they were just doing it for profit and ended up killing two television networks and almost putting the gaming industry, you know, on a tailspin. This is for you, a big fat fuck you. And for those who are fans of G4, old and new, fans of Tech TV, old and new, you know who you are. This is for you. And let's get it.
with that being said, what's up guys? Room Prime here for June 21st, 2019. It is a Friday. Thank you so much for listening to this when this gets out eventually. It is Friday. TGIF, happy Friday. I appreciate you guys again tuning in, taking a smidgen of your time. You know how 24 hours in a day you have taken a small window of time to listen to me, and I appreciate that oh so much. And like with the intro that I gave out, you know what we're talking about. Like I promised, the two-parter, the second part, you can't have one without the other. So we talked about Tech TV, so we need to talk about G4. And boy, do I have... Uh, an asshole to to just flame, and no, I'm not talking about like going to Chipotle after getting a a, a big burrito, you know, chicken burrito, uh, rice, or all, all the trimmings, you know, spicy chicken. And I I need to stop talking about food, but this is what you know I have the round table. This is why I have table for one. This is why I talk about food. Because we all here have to eat. We're all about sharing and, and coming together as one so we can eat and, you know, have fun, make a living. Is at the end of the day, we, we all want to be successful. We here at Room Prime TV and the Room Prime TV family, you know who you are. You know, there are the fellas from the round table, Ron himself, Agent Neil. Uh, fellas from the wrestling podcast, aka the hyperbolic salt chamber or the hyperbolic shirt company, whichever one you you fancy. That is Bevan. That is Super Freak Cosmic Kaiser, and I will be having a few of those guests and Silly Uni. Shouts to all of them. We will definitely have at some point. A wrestling podcast because with the summer coming up, it was already here. Ding ding ding! It's already here, so we'll be talking about New Japan Dominion. We'll be we'll be talking about um uh, the G One AEW with their events going on, and you know even though the product has been in the shitter, we'll be talking about you know SummerSlam. So shout outs to to the family and also I kinda of forgot uh Hellcat with our relationship and sex podcast. So whenever I have her on, you know what's gonna be about, you know we're gonna be talking about everything from relationships, dating, sex, everything kinky in between. And, you know, for those who fancy that She'll be back next week. Hopefully, God willing. If not, I got your backs. And I got some interesting things coming up on the pipeline. You know, and bear with me. It's been a, a rough, you know, been a rough couple of weeks. So, I'm trying my best to, you know, stay, you know, stay motivated. Even though doing this as soon as I hit record and, you know, get off the, the jitters. <laughs> you know, still get them from time to time. But I use that. Use that energy, just like um, uh, Miss Nakamura at E3. 
through unveiling um, Ghostwire Tokyo. She was nervous as hell, and she turned that into, you know, positive energy and fun, and it was it was cute. I enjoyed her on um, on the Bethesda side of things, and I can't wait to play the game, and I can't wait to see gameplay, and I can't wait to see, uh, you know, find out a release date because I would like to play the game. And we we don't have any information on what console's going to be on or a release date. So hopefully in time when Bethesda has, maybe by next E3, because I'm not sure Bethesda does their own like conferences, but they do heavily go on E3 and they showcase everything. So anyways, with that being said, if you enjoyed or you're enjoying what I've been saying for the past few minutes, please consider going on Twitter. Follow me at Room Prime TV. Also, my website, at website, yes, RoomPrimeTV.com, where you have everything and everything regarding, right at your fingertips, everything regarding my podcast, social media links, uh, media players, feeds to my podcast, because I'm on everything. It's like uh, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, White Castle. If you go to White Castle, please get a Impossible Slider from me. They're really good, and it tastes like the real thing for those who are trying to curve meat. But they're small, so you may have to get a couple, and they're expensive. So, you know, prepare that wallet. So, speaking of which, I should really, really go to White Castle. It's been a while. I've been craving it. Maybe I get that Crave case. Never know. But regardless, guys, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And without further ado, let's just get on to it. So, G4. Ooh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And as a lot of my close friends know, I am very passionate. I am passionate about many things. But when it comes to uh, G4 and Tech TV... You know, at separate entities and when they merged. But overall, when it comes to G4, I am passionate about it because at the time, it was... They basically had something good. It was ahead of its time. And due to the execs up top, they were very narrow-minded. They were afraid of video games. They didn't know what they had. And they were trying, you know, whatever they, they did, it didn't work. And because they were just trying to be like everyone else. And what happens when you try to be like a carbon copy of another channel, like, you know, Spike TV, because that's what they were uh, gearing towards. They were trying to be a male-oriented channel. Well, you see what happened. G4 is off the air. Studios closed down. And everyone has been, you know, displaced, disband. And it's such a real shame because it had a lot of, a lot of promise, you know, a decade ago. It was like over, over the course of time, we still reminisce and we still talk about G4 and how, like, how much of an impact it had. And even Tech TV, like, Tech TV had more of an impact for me because without Tech TV... 
the merger wouldn't happen, and a lot of people that weren't exposed to the likes of X-Play and Attack of the Show used to be called the Screensavers. They wouldn't be exposed to it. We, people wouldn't know. A lot of people more, a lot more people know about G4 than Tech TV. That's why, of course, G4 came in at the time when the internet was much more uh, broader and more accessible. So people were able to know and find out about G4. Unlike Tech TV, because Tech TV started way, way back in 1998 when it was called ZDD, CD TV. Excuse me. It's a tongue twister by Zip Davis. And then eventually it was brought by one of the co-owners of Microsoft. And they formed and they turned into Tech TV. You know, the whole story, if you want to listen back, just watch the, well, listen. Or you can watch it, you know, paint pictures in your head, but listen to the first part, which is Tech TV. You know, the rise and fall of Tech TV. And I will, it explains, I go over how Tech TV was formed and eventually its demise. So, around that time... Tech TV, you know, the internet was just in its infancy. And in order to watch videos, it was so tiny. It was like the size of a postal stamp. So now with internet and how fast, how amazing it is and how sped up technology has gone, you know, it's the reason why a lot more people know about G4. Because of the internet, how... It was more accessible to everyone. And again, information travels fast. So it was unfortunate that, again, Tech TV, I, I keep, I will say until I'm blue in the face, Tech TV was ahead of its time. You could, they got away with so much stuff. They were able to do so much stuff. But of course, there were issues. And, and of course, there was, I believe it was sabotage. You know, put my tinfoil hat on. It was sabotage. As I mentioned, there was a forum post that I dug up, and it was confirmed to be real, that basically Comcast were were trying to devalue Tech TV's value. They were trying to devalue Tech TV so that way they can buy it up cheaper. And also Sony was supposed to, they were on, on the, you know, they were in the bidding wars to try to buy Tech TV. So imagine if Tech TV was brought by Sony. Just imagine, just, just think about it for a second. If if Sony would have gotten enough, if they would have won the bet, if they would have won the, uh, the bidding war and they would have purchased Tech TV, it'll probably still be on the air. Because look at Sony. Sony only has, you know, hardware. It doesn't it has gaming. It has... Software has movie studio has has appliances, you know, so much so many things. So imagine having backed by that. Just got to think about it for one. Just 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 a little bit. Just picture it. Sony, Tech TV. Imagine. And when I found that out, I was like, holy shit! Like I wish I can look into the multiverse. And, you know, just pull an Avengers Endgame and able to go back. (laughs) 
but doesn't matter. Probably would have went under because no matter what, with the with time travel, no matter what you do to change something, in a lot of cases, it will always wind back to its original result, something like that. So it's truly unfortunate, but I'm here to just go down, you know, go down the, the, the timeline, just illustrate how and, and why, you know, G4 shit the bed. So for those who been living on a rock or don't know, G4, also known as G4 TV, it was an American digital cable and satellite television channel that was owned by G4 Media, a joint venture between NBC Universal, the division of NBC Universal, and Dish Network. The channel was geared primarily towards young male adult viewers and originally focused on the world of video games before transitioning into more general entertainment format. So just as the broad, just just to get your power wet. So it was geared towards, you know, young adult viewers that the primary focus was video games. And, you know, of course... Late 2012, G4 Studio Programming ceased in preparation for its relaunch as Esquire Network. Just a, a little... So while I'm telling you this, I'm going to go way back to the beginning. So, moving on. As Esquire Network, on September 23rd, 2013, as part of the licensing deal with Hearst Corporation, owner of Esquire Magazine. However... September 9th, 2013, NBC Universal announced that Esquire Network will instead replace the sister channel style, leaving G4 as its leaving G4 as is for the foreseeable future. Yeah, why is that a tongue twister? Anyway, uh, it is highly unlikely that the company will invest in more original programming. In August 2013, it was reportedly that approximately 61,217,000 American households, that's 53.61 of households with televisions, were receiving G4 through this uh, decline with later removals of several cable services as cartridge agreements expired. So even though they were in... Over half of American households, it didn't matter because they weren't producing original programming and what brought them to the dance, which was trying to acquire tech TV and get their, you know, get their, their slot on TV. And also direct TV dropped them before eventually G4 died. So the whole point of, of merging with tech TV, which was getting, you know, getting the slot on DirecTV because Tech TV was on more, was accessible to more homes, and they had more viewers. While G4 in the beginning they were struggling, so that's why they they brought Tech TV in a hostile merger and takeover, and then instead of embracing Tech TV, if you gotta, you know, if you got to clean up house, which they did, and you know, they could have done a better job with that. 
and they could have brought in original parliament. They could have brought in fresh ideas. They could have had all the all the heads of um, tech TV, all the personalities, all the writers, all the all the producers from both tech TV and G Four come together and then have a, a, a successful relaunch. But nope, they just wanted the they wanted the the slot on DirecTV and they just gutted fired like almost everyone. And ironically, the two shows that survived were Tech T V originals because they got rid of everything. Even gutted every uh G four show, every G four original programming they gutted. And it's it's pretty it's it's bullshit <laughs> it is bullshit and uh we will that's just a little intro me getting a little upset and ranting so we will go here all right so going back to the beginning we have it easy gamers have it really easy we have the internet, the internet, ironically, that was one of the reasons why G4, you know, died because of the internet. But regardless, for better or worse, we had the internet. We have streaming. Twitch, shoutouts to Rome himself, Cosmic Kaiser, and Super Freak. Because they are streamers on Twitch. And they have pretty good content, very entertaining folks. Full of energy. They bring it. So shoutouts to them. So we have streaming, we have YouTube, we have social media, Twitter, we get our information about gaming, we have YouTube, we have the overall, the internet, and we have Twitch. So many ways to consume and digest gaming. But back in the day, it wasn't like that in the mid-2000s, in the, uh, early, the early 2000s, it wasn't the case. We had television because the internet at the time wasn't as it is now. So we had TV. TV was much more prominent for those who are listening and those who are younger. The internet back in the 2000s and the uh, mid, mid to early 2000s, early to mid 2000s. I don't know why I did that backwards. The internet wasn't as you know powerful and broader as it is now it's way bigger the internet is uh now plays an important role in video games and entertainment and news and information but back then it was still television it was still cable networks so with g4 they you know they launched that channel they launched it because they needed you know hey like we want we want a channel to cater towards the 18 to 20 somethings with a lot of money and and no way to spend it as as someone said and going here the g4 tv you know was the only source for for video games at the time when it launched back in april of uh, 2002 it was the only it was the only source of video games. There were others, but it wasn't as big as G4 at the time, back in 2002. 
so continue on. Uh, why did G4 TV fail? Uh, what happened to G4 is a mixture of bad of bad timing, poor programming decisions, and ultimately the internet, as I mentioned. There is no one specific reason or decision to blame for the channel's downfall. Video game YouTube personalities, Twitch streamers, and massive forums make gaming content sound like a surefire hit today. But things were quite different in mid-2000s, and it was, it was true. And I have to say this, to say there was no specific reason or surefire, there's the culprits are NBC Universal, the, the big wicks up top, you know, Comcast. First of all, when they merged with G4, excuse me, when G4 merged with, with Tech TV and the hostile takeover, like, it was already killing two channels. It's just how long it was going to stop the bleeding just keeping them alive you know keeping the channels are based on life support while people thought that it was something oh like you know the execs are top thought oh it will be a good thing like we'll, we'll get the 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 slot on direct tv so we can get to more homes when it wasn't the case it was killing two channels and as soon as they did, they got rid of a lot of original programming. They moved everyone from the San Francisco off, uh, studios and offices to Los Angeles. They continued to fire more people. People left. A lot of people left as well. So people weren't only fired. People just leaving because they saw the direction of the channel. So to, to say that it, it's, it's no surefire reason, it was a lack of originality a lack of innovation and just narrow-mindedness from the execs up top because they were trying to be something that they're not. They had something. You had a channel that was geared for gamers and uh, tech, you know, for tech nerds alike. So instead of embracing that, instead of channeling that, they just took everything that the channel stood for, everything, the, the main reason why they wanted to get tech TV and just throw it out and step through shit after shit after shit and we'll, we're gonna definitely continue this and there's an article here that explained this like well like block by block so as you know uh, G4 began as a tech focused channel tech TV you know, yeah, Tech TV. So, is a guy I'm going to bring up, a Chris Horshorn. Early mid-2000s saw a meteor, meteorotic rise of the popular, the popularity, excuse me, of video games. Charles Horshorn, founder of G4, wanted to capitalize on all the buzz. Through a partnership with Comcast, Horshorn, diverse, the device, excuse me. Oh my God, I can't, English. A uh, gaming channel that will cater to the MTV demographic. Smart move because you know you had MTV and oh my God, shouts to MTV back in the the uh, early mid nineties, early two thousands, where you actually had music, you actually had music videos playing, you had music related content, and you, you had things like Jackass. But again, that was towards the the younger crowd, the young male crowd, like the eighteen to 
to uh, 35 son year olds, you know, the young crowd, you know, the, you know, the older teenagers, young adult demographic. Good. That was a good move. Teens will, uh, teens to 20 somethings with slightly rebellious attitudes. There were earlier concerns as to whether such a thing will be viable as this long before the days of Twitch and YouTube. Remember, this is 2002. <laughs> uh, Chris Horschling charged forward, viewing, as, viewing G, G4 as means to validate video games with a wider audience. G4 marked the first ever gaming-focused TV station where a lineup of original shows about video games and technology. So he, you know, he is the, the mastermind behind G4, the original G4, back in 2002. And he had this vision to have a channel about video games because at the time they were rising. Like, Don't quite know. What does G4 stand for? What is that? <laughs> I'm sure it's in the corner. All right. Of the well, here's now. the truth. Like, here's the is truth. It? This is this is the truth, and I and I've never I've never said the truth publicly before. So so, so here's the truth. Um, I was in my bedroom, and my wife was in the den, and I had this idea for a channel, and I just sort of screamed to my wife, Cynthia. I said, I need a name for this channel. Just go online and buy a URL. And she <laughs> and she said, Great. And I said, Anything video game channel works. Just find anything. Sure. And um, they were all taken. And she says, well, you can pay a premium. I said, no, 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 I won't pay a premium. You know, just, just, just. Again, rooted in frugality, this so, network. So, so, so just, you know, get it. You know, at that time, it was $35. But, you know, get a $35 one. Right. And she said, oh, you know, video games, it's all, it's all gone. I said, well, just start with V or G or something. Find something. And she said, all right. She said, G4 is available. I said, buy that one. So you wanted to capitalize on that. Video games were popular, and hey, like I would have done the same thing. He saw something that had potential. He he struck when the iron was hot. A strike struck, uh, struck when the iron was hot, and he essentially made a channel. And it wasn't again, it wasn't perfect. There was a lot of mistakes, but of course, things. You know, things are never like things are always going to be rocky. Things are always going to be, uh, you know, a little turbulent. And for those who the original, like the the people that were around in the OG for uh, G4 TV days, you remember the marathon was uh, there was a, a pong marathon that lasted a week before the channel launched. And I know those. I know you remember that. For all those who are listening, and it was it was weird. It was unusual to to celebrate the launch of G four. The channel did something quite unusual. Rather than launching with fresh original content, they instead broadcast a solid week of pong footage. It was certainly a, a means to make a statement, not just for their programming will be off the wall interesting, but also asserting their commitment for, to gaming. And it's like true, you you want to put out a statement. You want to go off the cuff and instead of all just launch TV, just launch TV programming. This was pretty genius. This was pretty genius to, to do for a week, just show Pong. And it's like, whoa, like what's this, what's going on? And, and then when the channel launched, 
you had G4. G4 was born. The Pong Marathon celebrated 30, the 30th anniversary of the game's release. As a classic title, it was one of the first to permeate the uh, to per, uh, oof, permeate the average home, launching with a week-long Pong Marathon signal to viewers that G4 TV was serious about its role as a gaming channel. Also indicated that the station wasn't afraid to have a little bit more fun what they meant. And see, that's what I miss about now, about back then. And yes, I'm dating myself. I'm, I'm an old man. Where's my rocker? You know, where's my um, my AAA card? But what I miss about back in the day is that, you know, television, stations, movies, just, just everything regarding entertainment and media and art form, people weren't afraid. They weren't afraid to, to take risks. Things were more organic. Things were more fun. You see it. When I go back and watch a lot of the the older tech TV programs, even older episodes of X-Play, because those uh, X-Play episodes were way better than the new ones. Um, it were They were having fun. They were enjoying themselves. They, they were... They were just... You know, free to do anything. They were free to just experiment and, and to just go balls on the wall, balls off the, you know, balls on the wall, balls off the wall, balls over the wall. But they were just going, you know, crazy. They were just having fun because, hey, you got the opportunity to do some wild stuff on TV and get paid for it and have fun. And you're doing tech, you're doing video games. You know, you. You did it. Now it's just all about sponsors, all about, you know, shareholders and stockholders and making sure you don't uh, offend anyone. Because if you say a crude joke, then you're a homophobe or xenophobe or racist or or a bigot or any 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 adjective to just. Just to take all the fun out of stuff. Because people don't want to have fun nowadays. Because everyone's so uptight. Everyone has has a, a stick so far up their ass. That it's sprouting out at the, you know, out of their mouths. You know. And it's like, come on. You need to have fun. Not everything isn't meant to be serious. And that's, what, that's one of the reasons why um, Tech TV. You know, excuse me. Not Tech TV. Um, X-Play. Uh, towards the end, when they went to brutally honest gaming reviews, instead of being cheesy, corny, uh, you know, humor, comedy, because they their skits were pretty dope. They were cheesy, they were corny, but they were fun. The, the humor was gonna love that type of humor, and they just nope, we're gonna be serious, we're gonna be just brutally honest. It's like what, like to have to go back. And watch a lot of these older episodes from G4 and from Tech TV, and you see how much fun they were having. You see, you watch older television shows, even you can go back like five years, you can go back six years, ten years, you see how much fun people are having. Now it's like, nope, you can't have fun. If you have fun, we're calling the, the fun police, and you, you will be punished for having fun. Like, oh, all right. Smell that? Someone's having too much fun. We gotta go get them. And that's what you have now. The the fun police will cease 
having, you know, make sure that fun is not had and not allowed. But not everything was good in G4 in the earlier days. G4 in the earlier days was comprised of 11 different shows. But unfortunately, those 11 shows weren't enough to fill 24 hours. Especially with most were only taking up half hour slots. A lot of these shows were 30 minute blocks. There were a few that were an hour, but a lot of them were just half an hour blocks. So you had a lot of reruns due to not being able to fill time. That That's what happens. You, you don't have enough content. You end up having reruns. And that's no good. You don't want to have a channel just full of reruns. You want fresh content, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. And that was one of the, the issues with G4 in the earlier days. Uh, thought it was still finding its footing in the beginning. The lack of original content lingered through its lifespan. Advertisers and investors were concerned. Viewers weren't interested in watching video game content. And a shallow pool of content didn't help either. G4 uh, cons- uh, consecutively struggled to find uh, investors until eventually it shut its doors. And oh boy, oh boy, boy, boy. So you heard of the of the stories. I know a lot of the old G4 heads know about the mistreatment of the G4 employees. So Will Wheaton, he was one of the early faces of G4. Travis Oates, you know about the show Arena, right? So Arena is something I wish, you know, we had, like, we kind of have that now, but something like in a, on TV. We had, a, you know, we have a eSports, you know, we have um, eSports leagues and stuff like that. But just having Arena in that, in that format, it would be cool to have now on TV. Like on Twitch, it will be cool, of course, you have it on Twitch but just have it on TV and still um, going on to like it would have been cool. But regardless, Will Wheaton, Travis Oates, they hosted Arena. It was a competitive gaming show. But this partnership soon ended as the two personalities suddenly quit. And then Wheaton later on a forum post explained like why he quit. They talked about unprofessional conduct, including aforementioned producer yelling at the show's host, verbal threats, and paying contributors with pizza. Um, the the people that uh, you know, the kids that were um, brought in to play a lot of these games, you know, like CS:GO and and whatnot. They were paid pizza, and they waited forever to play. So instead of paying you know, these kids and these young guys money. No, we're going to pay them pizza, which pizza is good. There's nothing wrong with free food, but it's pretty messed up that you have them waiting. You know, you're treating the host, you're treating the, the guests like shit, and then you're paying them in pizza. And it's probably cold pizza because if you're waiting that long to play a match in, you know, in Counter-Strike, then you're most likely going to get cold pizza because you're probably waiting for that too so with some uh with some of the top bill talent leaving due to poor treatment 
a bad precedent was then set for the remaining hosts in the future. Okay, uh, G4 TV was played by abattorials uh, and somewhat shady sponsorship deals. Because G4 struggled to find the audience in the early days, it struggled to find advertisers. But without advertisers, the channel couldn't grow, including more original content. So see, it's a it's symbiosis right there. To respond to the problem, those in charge took a less than savior approach to advertisements. Selling space within its programs to advertise. Pretty shady, pretty fucked up. G4TB wasn't looking... Uh, wasn't looked at looked oof G4 wasn't looked at as journalism but rather than rather as one of the few video game influences about the time coverage and the attention were given to publishers that that showed out cash meaning that content was less objective and probably should should have been ads were also aired in 2 minute Blocks as part of program, making G4's gaming program unique, but ultimately somewhat shady as well. So, think about when you're watching someone's YouTube channel. You know some of those YouTube channels now. And even a few years back, they put like ads like every five minutes. It's like a, a 15 minute long video, and then like every five minutes, they'll have ads playing. And if you didn't have ad block, you know, you were fucked. Like, you wanted to watch the video or listen to the video, but there were just ads playing. Especially those ads were, like, three minutes long. So, that was that was basically it. G4 was being, being very, very, very shady with its ads. It's just ad placement. Putting their ads um, every few minutes or so. And, you know, just... Also, giving, you know, uh, giving special treatment to those who, those producers and, and publishers that gave, you know, that gave cash. Oh, like, you know, you, just like with uh, Ebo or with a lot of video game companies, you slide, like, like Evo or you slide E3 or whoever some money and then they'll make sure that you got the top slot or you, you'll be favorable. You know, you get soft, you know, you get, you won't get reamed. <laughs> so if your game suck, they won't, you know, essentially they won't, uh, they will give you a light touch, you know? So that was very shady. That was very fucked up. So here we go with, with the merger and I'm going to go a little in depth with this. And also, before I go, there's people wondering, oh, what are the shows? But where, where, where are some of the shows um, with, uh, with uh, G4? What's some of the original content? Because, you know, we keep talking about it. So, Arena. Multiplayer game competition between uh, two teams of four players. Filter. A top ten countdown voted by viewers. Blister. Focus on action-adventure games. This was the first show to air on G4. Little fun fact. Cinematech, one of my favorites, described as showcase for the best high-end digital art. You know, I'm a visual guy. I love photography. I love graphics. So that was one of the, the cool things. Uh, game on. Two hosts compete in a video game action come to life 
with dire consequences for the loser. Then I didn't see much of this. Um, Sweat focused on sports games and news. Cheat uh, tips and cheat codes on video games. Now, like their <laughs> cheat codes have been replaced with. Uh, they have been replaced by uh, loot boxes and DLC and in-game disc content. Basically, a paywall. That that's the cheat code. You want it? You want you want all the extra perks? You need to open your wallet or just store your wallet you know, at your console. Like here you go. Here you fucking go. Just take my fucking money. I, I need all the loot boxes. I need all the fucking. Uh, uh, chest and, and add-ons and skins and and characters and special moves and easy mode inputs. Like, just take my wallet, take my bank account, you know, just funnel all my money, melt all my money. There you go. Because I like cheat codes. I, I like the fact that you were able to discover stuff and especially go on forums like game facts, be able to go on a lot of these uh, websites back in the day and look at cheats and just Easter eggs and hidden stuff. And now, like, there, there, there's, there's still games that do that, but they're far and few between now. Now everything is locked by, you know, a paywall. Everything is locked by loot boxes. Everything is locked by game of chance. Everything is locked by subscriptions. So. The the magic of, of, of cheat codes and, and gaming is that that aspect is that because everything is rolled by money. These companies want to make more money, so they had to basically try nickel and dime us. Regardless, Portal focus on multiplayer online games, Pulse news on video game industry, Judgment Day, currently known as Reviews on the Run, the two video game gurus will opine on the latest. Uh, entries. I love Judgment Day. I so love Judgment Day. G4TV.com, interactive talk show on video games. We could still have that. The crazy thing is we can have Judgment Day, G4TV.com, Arena, and Cinematech. You know, it will it will be such an awesome thing if Cinematech had cosplayers or uh, art from artists that are into anime and gaming. Like, it'll be so cool to have that now. Just to showcase, like, you have a, a, a way on a global scale to have people post and, and submit their, their content. And then they can get more more business that way. And then G4, if it's still around, they can give them a cut. Imagine all that exposure. Not only you have video game art and graphics and, and cinematography, hence the name Cinematech, you can have showcase of would-be artists and, and developers that want to get into the game industry. Imagine that. And the cosplay, you can add a little bit of, of cosplay or a Cinematech, you know, at night, that, that kind of thing. I, again... Sign me up. If I had a, a couple of million dollars, I'll resurrect G4. You know, I activate Monster Reborn and, and bring back G4 TV and, and change a lot of things. I will have I will have Arena. I will have Cinematech. I will have 
uh, portal post judgment day g4tv.com and um there's another show missing here there is a there's a, another show missing here uh icons where the hell is icons <laughs> this list is uh is, is fucked uh yeah but icons icons talked about influential uh leaders of the gaming industry you know a lot of impactful moments impactful figures you can have that now imagine having reggie fils on on the episode of icons and all the stuff that he did help with nintendo like imagine that having phil schaefer having all these influential heads um kojima-san imagine having him you know, actually, he was on on, a, on an episode of um of Icons, I believe. But just having it updated, you can have every few years you can have an updated episode where you we see like more added on updated stuff about you know the about a gaming figure. Like imagine that, but we had the internet for that. We have a lot of YouTubers and and amateur uh, biographers and. And people in that field doing their own biographies and whatnot. So that's cool. But still, I feel like TV can still be used as a, a form of, of media and, and to get things out there. But we have the internet. So internet, better. Internet, good. <laughs> uh, so that was some of the shows. You And it covered everything. But the problem was it wasn't, like, it was not enough. Because it was a lot of reruns. So, alright. We're going to hit on the merger. G4 was always intended to be more male-focused gaming channel. Falling in line with the common misconception that gamers were all overwhelmingly male. Even though that was that was the case back then. Nothing wrong with that. Just, just facts. But with the channel merge with Tech TV, the demographic became even bigger focus. Well, yes, because... You had the tech side. You can't have tech without gaming. You can't have gaming without tech. When I tell people this, people are like, oh, like, why? Why uh, they merge with tech TV? They're just computer nerds. Like, you, you realize what you're playing on. You realize your phone is a computer. You realize your, your PlayStation console, your Xbox console, your Nintendo console, your PC. Where you game on, on PC, you're using computer. You know, you it has a, a CPU, a GPU, has RAM, it has uh, hard drive space, solid solid state drives, you know, all that stuff. It's ones and zeros. It's just that you're on a console or you're on a PC, but it's still a computer. It's still computing, graphics, sound, you know, visuals, inputs, all that stuff. Anyways. Along with the cancellation of the majority of Tech TV's beloved programming, the channel later pro- promoted include a man show and reruns of Star Trek. Not only were shows where previous, uh, previous viewers love are now canceled or redone, but the video game focus is shifting to more broader male focus. Video games were still part of the equation, but not the only angle of appeal. As programming changed, it became clear that G4 was less committed to the gaming content. 
And you see that with the gradual removing of the shows from Tech TV and G4. A lot of them were redone. The only two shows that were loved from Tech TV was X-Play and Screensavers, which turned into Attack of the Show. And of course, everything else was gutted. And then from uh, the, from the G4 side, they had Tech TV, they had Cheat, uh, Tech TV, they, they had um, G4TV.com, they had uh, Judgment Day and Cheat. But they got rid of so many shows. Like, why get rid of Arena, right? Get rid of Icons, why get rid of all these shows? I don't understand, like, you had this this good gaming content. You got all these potential shows that weren't tapped. And imagine being in a in a wider audience, being able to uh, to be viewed in more homes. Nope, let's just get rid of them and put uh, Star Trek. Let's put in the Man Show. Let's put in um, uh, cops and filter uh, cops and fast lane and. All this other garbage. And you wonder why they're not around anymore. Let's see. So we're going to focus a little bit more on, on the merger here. Like what happened. Let's see. On March 25th, 2004, Vulcan Inc. Associated that. Announced that G4 Media. Oh my God, cannot English. Announced that. G4 Media will acquire Tech TV and merge with G4. The, the combined channel was branded G4 Tech TV. Days before the announced sale, Comcast made plans to close the original Tech TV production facilities in San Francisco and offered a new headquarters in Los Angeles with openings for 80 to 100 Tech TV employees available if they're willing to relocate. Horseshorn headed uh, the combined entity as a result of the merger of Tech TV's weeknight anime program block. Anime Unleashed, shout out to Anime Unleashed, moved to a new network. The second era of G4. February 15th, 2005. Less than one year after the, the merger with Tech TV, the Tech TV name was dropped. So it just reverted back to G4. However, the channel's Canadian version retained the G4 Tech TV name until mid-2009. And then it was renamed G4. So shout out to the Canadians. Uh, September of 2005, Neil Ties replaced Horseshorn as the channel's president. Tiles was previously been a senior marketing executive at DirecTV, Fox Sports, and ESPN. You wonder why you had a lot of um, male-oriented content. And it was getting rid of gaming because the head, the person in charge wasn't in tune with the channel's goal and, and focus. So now you know why. He announced that G4 would be retooled as a male-oriented channel. Saying that guys like to play games, but necessarily, uh, not necessarily watch a bunch of shows with games on the screen. And wow, the irony in that statement... I wish I can, if I can get a contact with this guy and see, sir, have a sit down, have a seat, sir. You you see things like Twitch, you see things like YouTube, 
a lot of people streaming on both platforms. You see social media now where gaming is all over the place. You have consoles. You can stream stream games on your console. People with PCs can stream an insane amount of content from their own homes. And you see the amount of viewers that that they have on, on YouTube and on Twitch. You see all the donations that are being given, all the interaction. Like, you're wrong, sir. Like, you are very, 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 very seriously out of touch, sir. And I got the fuck out. Anyways, March 16th, 2006, G4 took Anime Unleashed off the air. So mad about that. Still mad to this day. Anime Unleashed was so... It, it ain't Tanami, but for... And it's time. It was great. I, I found a lot of anime that I've since forgotten because, damn, it was so good, man. And in a commercial that aired on G4 promoting the network's newest editions and changes in late March and April 2006. It contained a clip of both anime and quick flash of anime Unleashed logo, the logo being more visible. When watched frame by frame, despite of this, the indication by G4 personnel that the black man had been changed over the returning never came back. So they, they just bamboozled, pissed off about that. So pissed off about that. And gonna go, gonna go and just, let's see. Here we go. June 2008, uh, G4 launched the G4 Rewind. Rewind. Jesus Christ. A block that showed older episodes of X-Play, Judgment Day, Cheat, G4TV.com, Arena, Portal, G4's Training Camp, and Game Makers. So all those shows were, all those shows were, um, showed off because of course, you know, they figured, oh shit, like we had to, like we had to put some sort of gaming content. So they did. And G4 Rewind left the schedule at the end of the summer or that summer and returned for daytime reruns for older episodes of X-Play in 2009 until January 2010. And we're going to go to the good stuff. And we're going to get to some juicier stuff too. November 1st, 2010, DirecTV announced that it was removing G4 from its channel lineup, citing low interest in their subscriber base and Nelson ratings as a primary reason for dropping of the channel. DirecTV was commented as unable to reach an agreement and continue carrying the G4 channel as a removed from DirecTV channel lineup. So when DirecTV, the main reason why they got, you know, they did the merger and getting TechTV so they can get uh, the slot on DirecTV after gutting shows from his network, rebranding as a male oriented channel, aka Spike TV Lite. After putting crappy, shitty abortion of TV syndications, even though those were bringing in the ratings, but it wasn't bringing the right amount of ratings. 
you know, the, the whole reason why the channel is called G4 is because it's, you know, TV for gamers. You know, video game television. Oh, and the the whole reason why they brought, they got Tech TV and merged it so they can get the slot on DirecTV. It was all for none because they were dropped by, by uh, DirecTV. So all that worked for nothing. They actually reverted. And also, there were buyouts by, there were proposed buyouts, I should say, by UFC and WWE. I didn't know about this. Um, which I gotta look more into it. Hey, you learn new, you learn something new every day. It was reported that UFC and WWE were in separate talks to buy G4 in 2011. Talks with both companies apparently fell through. UFC eventually partnered with Fox, and while WWE launched its own network on February 24, 2014. So there were talks to have, you know, to buy G4. But eventually, you know, UFC went with Fox and, you know, WWE. They have their own network, the WWE Network. And, of course, we shall go back. So, okay. Going a little back a little bit. By 2006, a game-focused program was deemed too narrow. Again, narrow-mindedness. Just over the very just blatant oversight of um, these execs. By 2006, Comcast was looking to consolidate its media options, folding G4, Style, and E into one group. The head of this group was uh, Ted Herbert, reportedly saying that game was too narrow of a focus. Another execs agreed. The new direction for the channel shifted even further than it did after the Tech TV merger. Blending all three channels together and turn G4 into a lifestyle channel. One that particularly targeted metrosexual, that is young, fashionable, metropolitan men demographic. <laughs> so you already know what's going on. And hey, speaking of E3, we talked about E3 uh, earlier in the week. And E3 was last week. Had a lot, you know, E3 was fun regardless. So overall, it was it was fun. Anyways, poor scheduling under undermined the channel's popular E3 coverage. So remember with Halo Three when um they unveiled the the, the trailer for Halo, the new Halo game, and then at midnight, you know, when channels for those of you who know when a channel at a certain time, usually at midnight or 1 a.m., they do a station ID, so they have to go offline for a bit. And at midnight, because mind you, the the studios, the G4 studios were in Los Angeles, so while it was midnight uh, in the East Coast, it was three hours behind in, in the uh, West Coast. So that's what happened. You know, with these uh, station IDs and having to uh, uh, go offline. So, uh, while the trailer was going on, no one could watch it because they had a station ID. G4, the G4 channel had a station ID. So, it was horrible. It was horrendous. People were trying to watch E3, watch the all these trailers, and they couldn't because the channel was on. 
The focus on gaming, which originally made the channel unique, started to take a back seat. Nowhere was this more evident than in G4 TV's 2007 E3 coverage. When, during the, the climactic reveal to the long-awaited Halo 3 trailer, they cut away for station identification. It was a huge misstep, one that alienated viewers looking for video game coverage. Unfortunately, this signaled the channel's lack of interest in continuing video game coverage as ads and syndicated programs took precedent. Again, you had cheaters, you had cops, you had, you know, all these ads that were geared towards metrosexual men, toward, geared towards, uh, you know, different demographic. So, Adam Sussler, you know him, he was the OG, he was the, the, the last surviving member of uh, Tech TV. Well, there's Morgan Webb, but Adam was around since the days of ZDD, ZDTV. Ah. He was around when X-Play was called Extended Play, and then before when it was called GameSpot TV. So he was around. For those of you who don't know, we make fun of him, we give him shit, we bust his balls, but he's been around. He's an OG. So, and I'm actually going to have a clip playing in a bit around now. 2012 starts. Now NBC has come in. Bonnie Hammer. I'm going to name that name. <laughs> has come in. Um, and she's made it very clear how much she doesn't like G4. Uh, that's where... I knew something was wrong, and by the second week of January, the rumor was already going around that I was dead meat. Like I, I, you know, people were saying, hey, have you heard this rumor? Have you heard this rumor? There's a little bit of that, and then there are other people that looked at me like I had a contagious disease called unemployment. And they just put so, their masks on like they, a Japanese subway yeah. when you came near. It's like, no, Adam, just stay through the airlock. Shout me your request. Yeah, and it was, it was one of those where I was coming into work every day not knowing if the shoe was finally going to drop. Oof. And that was a four month period. And I, I was yeah, I, personal stress going on. Yeah. Plus the decline of this thing that you'd been emotionally attached yeah. to forever. Yeah. And you're coming in now and the rumors are circling around your head as yeah. are the vultures. Exactly. So I was trying to check out as much as possible. Sure. Trying to figure out, OK, where am I? You know, I really didn't know where to go next. And I think what was funny is right before it all happened, I became more convinced that the show itself was going to get canceled. Mm. And I don't want to sound like a horrible person, but this might sound horrible. That, that felt better than being singled out as the individual and then just being yanked off the show. You know, that carries a lot less baggage than, hey, we're done with the show. You had a great run, kids. You know, right. thank you for everything. Um, and then about a week or two later, yeah, I was on set. We were taping. I got the email saying we're going to meet you in your dressing room, and I knew what was going to happen. I think at that point, I still was confused. I'm like, okay, they're just going to tell me first that the show's canceled, and I then So realized, you were still holding out to hope that it was... I think at that point, I'm just in a slight panic. Right. Yeah, that, I'm like, you know, my, my wife is very good at trying to not have my brain go to the darkest place as quickly as possible, and so I was trying to think, okay, well, maybe there's a middle road here of what's about to happen. Uh, and then they told Adam, me, look, we're going to deploy the golden parachute. You're going <laughs> to usher in a new era. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And we'll give you everything you need on the way out. And that was the thing is that they actually also fired me on the wrong week. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the story that I got. 
which because uh, I want to hear what happens after okay, this email yeah, with the conversation right, in the room. Right. The story that I got, in, it does involve you going to a room. It involves you being asked to leave the set, you know. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you go to a dressing room. Uh, the story I heard involves and this was with folks who apparently had like cups up to the dressing room door and they were hearing muffled uh, like Snoopy style shouting as if yeah. you're on the telephone with the principal or the teacher. Uh, they were shouting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one yeah. report had none of that. The other had lots of shouting, maybe a broken plate of glass, which I don't think there was a window in your dressing room. But I would love to believe that you threw a chair or a person mm, through it. No, uh, no. It involved uh, security guards escorting you to a car. I've been told, no, not to a car. I was told there was security there. I was so just out of it. Sure. Once this happened. Well, take me through it. Then yeah. you get the email. So I get the email. So I go into the room. They tell me the news. I have to ask a couple of questions. I get clarification. It's just me. They tell me that they're going to tell everyone I left of my own volition. <laughs> I love this one. They want to know if I want to make a statement. I'm like, no, I'm not going to make a statement. And they're like, well, if you say anything, would you mind putting it through our PR? I'm like, no, I'm not you're, going to. You're uh, yeah, firing me. Exactly. Why do I want to run through your machine right now? Yeah, exactly. I like the silk pillow that they yeah. smothered oh, you I with. Oh, I know, I know, like, exactly. We're going to tell people you left. <laughs> shh, shh, it's a comfortable so, pillow on your face. If there was a raised voice, and there was definitely no screaming or like antics like that, um, I got very, very firm with them going, like, I've known about this for the past four months because you have people in your PR department that can't keep their mouths shut. And I named some names, and they kind of were like, well, that's not what really we're going to talk about here. I mean, they're, they're under no obligation to tell me why. I have ideas as to why. I still don't know why. At this point, I don't think I want to know why. Because mm. um, it's interesting. You're, you're getting nervous up there. I'm getting that little palpitation right here as I'm running through some of those memories. Well, do you have, I mean, do you think it was, was someone out to get you? Was the company in a transition? I do think that there was someone in senior management that hated me. And when they brought in the replacement for Neil, uh, you know, who's running it, I think, and also John Ryber and I, who I, I really like, he had already been removed. And even though he and I didn't always see eye to eye, I don't think you rarely do in a situation like that. He, we, we kind of got each other with him gone. Someone, the last powerful person that could be my advocate was out of there. And that's when I had a pretty good feeling that something was going to come sure. And as a result, I think someone else who has some designs on me saw a very, very clear path to get me off the show. And, you know, I mean, in, in retrospect, I'm glad because I think you know, I didn't watch X-Play after that. I don't watch it anymore. It's, it's not something I enjoy doing. It's not. I, by the way, it's not. I don't know if anybody told you it's not on anymore. Yeah. Well, I did catch that. Oh, okay. I was. Whew. I, I, I don't even want to told you that we took the dog out back behind the barn and shot. You're like, I don't watch anymore. I hope it's great. I hope everybody's doing well. Oh, sorry, Adam. The whole network's gone. Um. But, but so you think? Oh no! Someone... Because I remember when they when they made that announcement because I did go on Twitter because the the six months where I needed to keep my mouth shut was pretty much up. And I said, "Oh, now the G four has finally become a men's channel. Maybe they can afford the set of balls to tell me why I was fired." Oh god! <laughs> oh. Oh. So you think? You know how many so... retweets I got off of that one? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I didn't know you had a six month gag order. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Okay. So you think someone in senior management was just not a fan of you? Yeah. That came in from the new guard. Uh, no, old guard. Okay. Um, but because there was new people that they could get into the ear of, I think it made my exit all the more easy. So you think the, they, they kind of poisoned the, the yeah. punch yeah. beneath you? That's what I think, yeah. And then so there was an uprising beneath you, which kind of edged and pushed. Yeah, I mean, and- I think it was also, it's like, well, we got to fix the show. The show's not doing well. Let's blame Adam for it. And let's see if we you know, have it slightly different, if maybe right. there's a chance it'll survive. Right. That's kind of the thinking. Whereas I do think... Most people saw it that way, that there may have been one or two people that had a little bit more of a deeper angle in, in, in what they wanted to have happen. But by your own admission, though, you were also pretty – you were trying to check out as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So it's like if the, 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 I needed that push out the door. Right. So that's I mean, what I was getting. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, what was funny. I think what really got me, cause you know, that all happened. I made the announcement. There's a wonderful warm reaction from many of my colleagues and friends and people who would watch the show. I got in a car a couple of weeks later and went up to San Francisco to see friends up here or well, up, up there. And then I got worried about you leaving. And your month long celebration. And I was like, oh my God, they really hate me. <laughs> In his interview with Kevin Pryor, who's another host and personality on G4, he hosted Attack of the Show. And he brought it up that he knew he was fired when he saw the vice president um, behind the camera. And he was like, yep, I'm fired. And he was actually, it was actually called live on an episode of X-Play. And the fans did not react well to his dismissal. But letting such go wasn't just a blow to the fans. It was a blow to the network itself. He was one of the hosts that mostly seeped in the gaming culture. And his dismissal was one of the most prominent signs that the channel was no longer focused primarily on video game content. So again, he was around since the OG days. He was around... Uh, again, Tech TV, ZD TV. He was around when X Play was Extended Play, and then before when it was GameSpot TV. So he was around. Those of you who don't know, like if you look back, do your research. He's been around forever. He's he's been in gaming. He's been in gaming for the longest. So him getting fired, it was a sign. Yep. They don't give a fuck about gaming. They don't give a fuck about video games. They don't fucking care. So, going down and going down in the, cof- the coffin. Shortly after Sussler's removal from the channel, uh, popular host Kemper, he was the other one that left. After Adam left, after he was fired, Kevin left the network too. In May 12th, the network rebranding eliminated the feed ticker. And G Spot shorts from his advertising programs. Those of you who don't know, on Attack of the Show, there's a, a segment called the feed, and there's a, a ticker. Also, on, on when you're watching a show on on G4, there's a, a ticker that has uh, scrolling words about news and you know this news on gaming, on pop culture, entertainment, all that. And then they also had the, the feed segment on attack of the show so they got rid of that they got rid of the the g-spot shorts and also they were announced that they were canceling attack of the show next play the two last shows that were had any remnants of gaming and of course there are rumors that they were circulating that these cancellations were the first signs of yet another rebranding. This time merged with Esquire. Also, fuck Esquire. Fuck the Style Network. Fuck the E Channel. Fuck all these fucking channels because they, and also the execs, they did, it, it just really fucked up gaming. Like, after, after G4 closed down, it was a, a void, but luckily we had Twitch, we had YouTube. It, it took a while, but we're we're good now. We have the advent of esports, we have 
streaming on Twitch, streaming on YouTube. We have so many ways to consume gaming. Even we don't have to worry about, you know, channels getting station ID'd <laughs> and watching a trailer for E3. And you can go back and watch the trailer on YouTube and on on uh, Twitter if it's not too long. Like we have many ways of consuming gaming content, watching, streaming, you know, learning about. So it's unfortunate that at the time they just didn't care about gaming. They truly didn't care, they didn't give a fuck. So as we come to an end, the plan Esquire name and program change drop video game content entirely. With the cancellation of Attack of the Show and X-Play, there was no original gaming content left on G4. Instead, NBC Universal transitioned to running syndicated programming on the channel in anticipation to switch to the Esquire network. Fuck Esquire. Which slated to be an upscale men's channel in the line of with the magazine by the same name. However, the shift never came. The launch date was apparently pushed back, and by September of 2013, it was announced that it was that will be the style rebranded as Esquire, leaving G4 with nothing but reruns and no plans to pursue further original programming. So finally, low subscribers meant cable providers dropped the channel. So we bring this to a close by saying. Unfortunately, with no new programming and no real identity, when you mean you have the channel gutted, they canceled the last two shows that had anything with gaming or tech. They, there was left, it was little to, little left to temper viewers into watching G4. Rebranding styles as Esquire instead of G4 led many carrier riders to drop the channel from its lineups entirely. It finally shut down for good in late 2014. So few providers left airing the channel. G4 died a long and slow death. Hardly anybody watching an unceremonious end to the gaming experiment. And... The same way that the channel began it end with Pong, which is uh, ironic. You gotta love irony. It's it's sharp. It hurts. It's funny. It's cruel, but it's there. G4 ventured far from its gaming roots, but its send off was honored with its humble beginnings. After aiming after well, after airing the first episode of X Play, there was a brief broadcast of the game's Pong brief game of Pong that was slowly shrank on the screen until it disappeared. Uh, host Kevin Pereira was then heard shouting, I'm at Comic-Con before the, the traditional Pong ending sound effect played. As one final tribute, the channel played the Game Boy's startup sound effect as well. And after 12 years of struggling, kicking, screaming, G4 shut its doors on December 31st. 2014 so happy new year so yeah with that 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 signaled the end of an era that was g4 but gaming of course we're still after all that we're here gaming has flourished but i can say g4 was g4's cancellation and and, and it really hurt 
it did really hurt um gaming for a bit because for a while that was how we got our gaming content say what you want people had that they they needed a fill and g4 provided that fill and with the execs not understanding not understanding what they had it really showed in its rebranding and cutting gutting and, and, and getting rid of content getting rid of people people quitting and then when they fired Adam Sussler, remember Adam Sussler, he's an OG. He was one of the few that was in gaming. He lived, breathed, slept, and shit gaming. And for him to, to get fired, that was a clear sign. And there's clips going to be played throughout, uh, throughout the podcast, by the way. But you, sweet transitions. But in closing... You know, this was a lot of fun to do, and it's just a shame that still to this day people talk about uh, G4 and how it just ended, and all of the the Pong, you know, all, you know, just like all the Pong talk, you know, how it started, it, it was really, you know, it was just really ceremonious, because again, I love irony, again, it's sharp, it hurts, but the one of the one of the things that I'm still happy about is that with all all the bullshit with the the hostile takeover and the merger, the last two shows that were on the air before its cancellation were Tech TV originals. It was nothing to do with G4, and I love G4, but it was the irony. The main reason why they acquired Tech TV in the way that they did was to get their slot on DirecTV. And after all that, getting rid of all their, their original content, getting rid of everything from Tech TV, from G4, and putting in horrible syndications, those are the only two shows that were left. You know, X-Play and Attack of the Show. And, you know, for, again, those who don't know, Attack of the Show was rebranded screensavers. So, while... Attack of the Show is more pop culture. They did gaming, they did tech, and everything else. Screensaver was primarily a a tech, you know, computer show. You know, they have live call-ins, they have demonstrations, uh, they have um, uh, people uh, calling in, emailing. So they moved away from that. That was one of the first signs. They moved away from, from tech, and then they moved away from gaming. So that was those were the first key signs. They didn't know what they were doing. And unfortunately, it showed. It truly showed that they didn't know what they were doing with the channel. And these execs were like, oh, we don't... Like, people don't want to watch games. They play games, but they don't want to watch games on, on, the, on the TV. Like, you're... That... Neil Ties is so... He was so misinformed. And he's kicking himself right now, I bet. But regardless, thank you guys for listening. I do seriously appreciate. I'm finally this is done. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I didn't mean that's rhyme, but I had a lot of fun doing this, going down memory lane. I didn't want to go too deep because it would have been super long. And also, before I go, like, 
how will your version of G4 will look like today? What what it will be like? Would it be something on Twitch, on YouTube? Would it be a cable network? Would it be well how like what is your vision of G4? Like what what shows will you have? And I know of course it'll be the two main ones will be X Play and Attack of the Show. I will have a a a Howard Stern late night talk show. I have a late night block where I will have gaming and, and tech and just stuff for for the male audience in the late night crowd, just like Tech TV had with uh, with their um, late night block. They had uh, Robot Wars. They had X Play. They had Unscrewed or Martin Sargent. That was a, a talk show where they talked about weird things of tech. They talk about aliens. They talk about conspiracies. They talk about uh, you know naked chicks, you know Playboy models, uh, drugs, all that stuff. And I will have uh, I will have anime. I will have a, a late a late night block of anime. I will have a a just a a late night sexy oriented talk show as well. Well I will have the unscrewed show. I'll have Unscrewed Martin Sergeant to like kinda set the tone for, for the, the rest of the late night block. I'll have like as the the of course nothing like of course no penetrate nothing like that, but more more so like talk shows, more so like um lewd stuff on TV because late night is late night so of course it's not it's not on prime time so you don't have to worry about boobies and all that and nipples and all that but it will be cool to, to have that of course I will have X play I will have attack of the show I will have arena I will have g4tv.com I will have g4tv.com the interactive talk show I will have uh, that merger. I will have the gaming side and I'll have the, the tech side will come together and I'll still have the original host. And as well as I will have icons, I will have um, cinema tech and even some new stuff. I will have some tech oriented uh, personalities, some YouTube personalities on there. It would be really dope to have uh, a lot of producers a lot of filmmakers that are on YouTube beyond G4. And that would be so dope to have. But again, what are what are what are some of your visions for G4 if it was still around? If you can if you can bring it back, if you can resurrect it, how will your vision of G4 look like today? That that is the question I'm gonna leave you with. So guys, I appreciate you listening again. Love you guys. And if you want to listen, if you listen to this and you want to know more about my content, please consider going on Twitter at Room Prime TV. Also, Instagram at Room Prime TV and my website, RoomPrimeTV.com. Also, uh, please consider subscribing to my uh, my podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast on, if that's on Apple Podcasts, if that's on Google Play Music, if that's on Stitcher, Spotify, 
TuneIn Radio, or SoundCloud. Please consider a follow. Please consider a subscribe. And please, please, please consider leaving some feedback. Let me know if I suck. Let me know what topics you want me to cover. And please interact. I want this to be as interactive as possible. I want uh, I want a community to form because I, I love, like, I may love talking to a microphone, but I love talking to you guys. I, I love to get to know my community better and also form a community and have it be more interactive than just me talking a few times a week on the microphone. So please, guys, if you can... It will mean a lot. It will get my podcast out there. It will grow a community. And it's a win-win-win-win for everyone. So before I shut the hell up and get this bit recorded for you guys, a little bit of editing headed my way. But before I bid you adieu and goodnight, I will leave you with a clip from Olivia Munn. She was interviewed about the demise of G4 and just her feelings and she was very like tore up when she was talking about it so I want to leave you guys with this so enjoy have a good weekend guys bye this happened a while ago, but it's sort of still a curiosity that G4 sort of shut down. I mean, do you do you think that that was just a bubble in time that that the time for that network kind of came and went? I'm I miss doing Attack of the Show on a daily basis. I, I loved it. It was like the best time of my life. I, I really, I truly loved it all the time. I was hanging out with Chris Hardwick, who just moderated our panel, and Chris and I were talking about how much fun we had together, and I just love it. And uh, I think that, you know, Attack of the Show was the flagship show for G4, and Kevin Pereira and I, I do believe it was lightning in a bottle with the two of us. I don't, I don't know if I will find another person that I meshed with as well and I don't know if he will as well on the other side what we what we had and what we could do together it was like lightning in a bottle and so I think when that show ended and when that chemistry ended between him and I I think um I think that you know that that hurt probably the network and and I I felt really bad about that and I I I wanted to stay on the network in some capacity and it was difficult and they made it difficult G4 made it difficult for me to 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 be there and to do stuff and and um, I left in a way that made me like it's you know still feels like it feel I mean it feels like I should be there every day it's somewhere I would love to go and be I wish I could do it every day still.